With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of November 9th, 2016. I'm Eric Clancy, joined as always by Mr. Patrick Kelly. Um, we are one day after Election Day. Some people are very happy. Some people are not very happy. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll skip over that. What we'll are you talking right about, the... Eric? Facebook is such a happy place right now. It's, it's so happy, especially if you live in an urban area and you're surrounded by a bubble of people who generally think the same way. Um, it's fantastic. Um, no, it's it's. Um, we're gonna just skip over that, and we're gonna go right to the least controversial subject, which is wrestling this week. Which is um, our new president was um, a Hall of Famer for. So <clears throat> why don't we? We can now in? say that Stone Cold Steve Austin has given the Stone Cold Stunner to a president. Yes, yes. You know, I I thought it might happen with Reagan for a while with Austin, but but they you know <laughs> it, they did it now. So um, yes. Uh, okay, so let's open up. Um, we're going to mostly be talking WWE today, um, the Raw side of things, um, Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series, and Raw from Scotland, which was nice because they don't normally do Raw from Scotland, but bad because whenever they do a Raw from, you know, Europe, it's like nothing really happens. And Whenever I get pre-tape Raw, it feels like a very flat show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's it's weird because like I don't feel that way with about NXT and I don't feel that way with like old WWE stuff. Like it, it so it's weird. I I don't know why it does now because when it's live it's not like, boy, this stuff is sure is exciting. It's still like bad, you know? So I mm-hmm. I'm not sure why it feels worse, but it does. Um it, it feels like the effort's not there. And that's part of the problem even when their live shows are bad which a lot of them are it feels like they're i don't know they're more energized because they're live and when they're taped they're like ah fuck it whatever yeah all right so this show happened and i mean we haven't talked about raw in a while i feel like but i mean where to begin with this show and i i don't just mean this raw but i'm just saying like overall this show and this brand and I mean Smackdown too I mean I don't really watch Smackdown but it seems like the same stuff is happening um I mean Smackdown's slightly better but it's not great yeah yeah it's just like holy shit like there is nothing to care about there so there's a you know okay so we had the brand extension what like 
three, maybe four months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And we're having a Survivor Series match, which, like, would... Okay, so it would suck if they did this and nothing had happened in between, but it sucks even more because they had an interpromotional match on the pay-per-view after the brand split had happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, hey, cool, it's bragging rights all over again. You know, like, I, I just... It doesn't matter. What do you get if you win? Like, like, what the fuck do you get if you win? You get bragging rights. Exactly. You get bragging rights. So I'm sure there'll says, be a trophy or something that they put out there just for kicks. So Stephanie, who, like, three years ago was, like, the best character on the show, um, is now, like, the worst character on the show and never makes any sense. And says, hey, we've got this team of guys who's going into this useless match where nothing's at stake and it doesn't matter who wins. And you're going to have a match tonight because reasons or something. I, I don't know why they had one. And then they have a match. And and that's that. Like, Kevin Owens wins or something. So, like, I, I don't... Can you explain why any of this matters? Like, why should I care? What, like, I, it just... It's so useless. I mean, like, you go to NXT and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic or the Cruiserweight Classic for, like, there's no real brand for that. But, I, I mean, I guess there will be with 205 and Live. But, um, like, they push that shit forever. Like, for months, they're like, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is this huge thing and everybody in the company wants to be in it. They're all, like, clawing to find partners and to, and, and to win it. And, I mean, all you really get is a New feuds have come out of it. Yeah, yeah. All you really get is a trophy, but it feels like the most important thing ever. And it's just like this. They're like, is this these matches we're going to have? And you're just like, I, I like, I don't care. Like, I just don't. No, they've, uh, and we talk about this all the time, but with the main roster WWE, it's just, I, I don't know what it is exactly, but the writing and the context of these matches, it's just not there. And it, it's it like, doesn't I, matter who wins. It never matters who wins, like any wrong. No, and I, I, Patrick, I hate to say this because, unfortunately, this is the answer, and there's no fixing it because it's just the way it is. And I wish I had a different thing each week. Like, they're doing this because they like Cena too much. Or I, I wish there was, like, a different thing. But they have three hours of time to fill. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. That, that's it. That's the, that's the thing. It's they have three hours of time to fill because – this never used to be a problem because you had either one of two things. You had hour-long shows, and you'd have rotating guys, and they'd beat jobber guys, and then you'd have, like, one pay-per-view every three months if it, during, like, hotter time periods, and they would have their match and with another big guy, and you'd be like, who's going to win? And, you know, the, the outcome wasn't completely spoiled for you with, with bad writing or Internet leaks because there weren't a thousand writers, so it didn't get leaked all the time. And then, uh, in the Attitude Era, they had two hours, but it was just like, oh, this stuff is so balling and nuts and crazy and different from anything I'd seen before. They didn't mind. But then they just kept doing that Attitude Era stuff, and it's like, Uh okay, this is kind of like worn out. It's welcome. And now they're like, let's keep doing the Attitude Era stuff, but let's do it with three hours now. And you're like, "I I can't do this. And it's to the point where, like, I was I was listening to Dave Meltzer the other day, and he actually made a really good point about this. He says, you know, they wonder 
you know, why the audience rejects Roman Reigns or, or does this or why NXT likes what they like. It's, and it's because they're they're playing to the casual audience, but there are no casual fans left. The, the entire audience is hardcore fans, and they like a certain yeah. thing. And the, they did that when they said, here's three hours, and all casual fans are like, I'm not watching three hours of wrestling. Fuck, I do a podcast with you, like, seeming uh, supposed to be every week. I can't watch three hours of Raw. Like, I haven't watched three hours of Raw in, like, months. Like, like honestly, no, well, almost... Uh, you and I, I mean, we've got shit to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, like, this is not my only occupation. Um, you know, I do multiple other things. I have, you know, I, you know, I live with my girlfriend. I have a dog. Um, we have, we have bills to pay. We have, uh, we have other more enjoyable forms of entertainment to watch, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot recommend Westworld highly enough. Please watch it. It's amazing. Um, but you know, there's other things for me to do and, Three hours of wrestling on a Monday night, I just can't do. And then there's, it's not even the best wrestling. There's better wrestling on. There's Lucha Underground. There's NXT. There's like, there's, because there's the WWE a, product, which is, that's part of the frustration with NXT. It's like, how is this show significantly better than your flagship show? It's amazing. Because it's, because it's 1994 WWE with 2016 talent mm-hmm. and, and 2016 sensibilities. So they took the old style, which, like, worked pretty well, um, and then they put awesome new guys in it, and it works really well, believe it or not. Um, and it's just like, like, you have, you, there's going to be a streaming service now. Um, I can't remember who, but they just got these, the this, there's going to be a streaming network where you can basically see any independent promotion and all their iPay-per-views for, like, nine bucks a month. And... That's awesome. I hadn't heard of this. This is, I mean, subscription. We, I mean, we've known this for how many years, but, you know, subscription is however, how it's going. Netflix, HBO, Hulu, WWE, like, it's subscribing. So, like, Jim Cornette's probably like, we're not doing house shows anymore. And it's just like, dude, that's not how it works anymore. That's why the territories died when cable came and they didn't understand how that worked. And that's why when the Internet came along... People didn't understand how that worked, and they died. And here we have this new, like, Web 2.0 stuff, and people don't get it. And they're like, hey, let's keep doing TV. Like, TV is not the main source of revenue. It's, it's like, it's subscription-based streaming programming. And the guys who get that and understand that are going to do a lot better. And people that don't, like, like TNA, are going to be left to the wayside, you know? The company that won't die. Oh, my God. Put it out of its misery. Um, we're not here to talk about TNA, though, because it's speculation. And, I mean, like, I, they don't – nobody nobody listening to this cares about TNA. The people that listen to the show want to hear about either WWE uh, – we have two audiences, people that want to talk about Lucha Underground, which, unfortunately, we cannot talk about because I'm two episodes behind, so I apologize, everyone, or they want to hear us make fun of WWE. And a lot – sometimes <laughs> there have been times where I'm like, I don't want to make fun of WWE. It's very good, but fucking A, it is awful, and it's so easy to do right now. So um, let's go through this show, I guess. Um the fucking cruiserweight division is a goddamn joke. Like, first uh, of well, all, uh, did you see SmackDown this week? No, I don't watch SmackDown. I, I, I'm, I'm okay. a fucking adult. I can't watch all this goddamn shitty wrestling. <laughs> Good answer. Um, did you hear about what happened on SmackDown with the the cruiserweights? The uh, no, jog my memory. 
Okay, with uh, Survivor Series coming up, and we're going to get into Survivor Series, but they've announced that Brian Kendrick is going to defend the Cruiserweight title against Kalisto, and if Kalisto wins, SmackDown gets the Cruiserweight division, which... So they're going to do Might like a better. double double count out, and then Kalisto wins, and get or then Kalisto gets his own title to take SmackDown. I hope not. That'd be terrible. But <laughs> okay, go ahead. But I just think it's interesting that it's you know I feel like they gave the cruiserweight division to Raw because they figured oh Raw's got three hours, so they've got the time to fill. But they've done absolutely nothing with the cruiserweight. Nothing. I mean, you want to talk about meaningless, pointless matches? There you go. The the cruiserweight division on Raw just exemplifies that better than anything else on Raw these days. It is like the worst thing. I can't think of any guy that I generally genuinely enjoy. Like maybe The only one they've got is Brian Kendrick. That's yeah, it. I was gonna say maybe Kendrick. Because like okay, so Sincara like fuck is Sincara, so who cares? Um Noam Dar, I, I guess, could be interesting. I enjoyed him to a degree in the. He's a bit bland for me, but I enjoyed him a bit in the cruiserweight tournament. Um, I said this since day one, and I've seen Rich Swan in the independent scenes. Rich Swan is a fine in-ring talent. He just does not do anything for me, and the crowd and loves chanting the two things that they chant at him, and I'm just like. Like, yeah, there he does some cool flips and stuff and, like, whatever, but I just do not care. And you know you um, you know how I got behind on everything over the summer. I am finally to the semis of the Cruiserweight Classic. And the, the guys that intrigue me the most in the Cruiserweight Classic are the guys that you'd think would intrigue you the most in the Cruiserweight Classic. It was Zack Sabre Jr., it was Kota Ibushi, it was Cedric Alexander... Um, those were, those are the ones, the, the big ones that jumped out at me, but you know, like, it, like guys that didn't want to sign with WWE because they make enough money on the independents and don't need to. And, you know, like, like those are the guys that like in, intrigue me the most. And of course, WWE doesn't have those guys for the most part. Oh, Jack Gallagher. I'm sorry. Which WWE I apparently does He's have. He's supposed to be on the Cruiserweight division on Raw and I have not seen him yet. Yeah. They say he's coming. He's fantastic. I mean, he's, he's. He's super fucking interesting. Uh, yeah, um, okay, here's how much I love Jack Gallagher. I loved him so much that I hated Akira Tosawa. He became, like, the top heel to me in the tournament because he beat Jack. So. Yes, I agree. I, I feel like I feel like Gal- uh, they did that because uh, Tozawa was a bigger name to start off. But people saw Gallagher. I'm like, this guy is awesome. Like, if you watch this guy, like, his matches are incredibly interesting. He does stuff you normally don't see. And, like, you know, it's just really inventive technical wrestling, and his gentleman gimmick works really well, and, like, just just good stuff. And a guy who, like, he's, like, probably four foot three or something, but you don't doubt, based on the way he... And this is always the important thing as a performer, and I that's why I always hate the size argument with wrestling. Like, this guy's too small, this guy's... I'm like, when he gets in the ring, do you believe he can win a fight? That's all you need to ask. And Jack Gallagher, I believe he can because he can move like a like a little like like wombat all around. And you know, so so that that's you know, I, I think that's telling, and, and that that makes a huge difference. Absolutely, and uh, hopefully he shows up in wherever the cruiserweight division ends up because they need some life right now. Because I can't watch another tag match of Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus whoever. I I, yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah, it. I mean, it's like. Like, 
they for a company that's run by a guy who's like, you need stories, you need stories. He doesn't give them any stories. And, I mean, you and I have said this, like, over and over and over, and we've said it for years, and WWE has notoriously been shitty about this for about the last, like, I don't know, 16, 17 years. They do not have fucking matches in their divisions unless it's for titles or number one contender shots. And mm-hmm. that makes your division look like it's a fake fucking sport, which, by the way, wrestling is a fake fucking sport. So you probably don't want it to look fake as fuck. That, and I don't even mean like people are like a bunch of old school guys are going to be like, it's not fake. I got I got my neck broken or something like I, I'm fucking not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that if you want to buy this whole thing, it's like, oh, this is a real life division. The blah, 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 blah happens. You need to, like, make me think that I'm watching televised matches that where people are competing to get spots. And if I don't see a guy and then like I see him and he's challenging for a number one contender spot out of nowhere, I'm like, where has this guy been? Has he won any matches? Where like there needs to be like consistency and 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 when I say storytelling, it doesn't mean like, oh May Young's giving birth to a hand. It just means like this guy's going from point A to point B. He's winning all these matches on his way to point B. Point B is his title match. Like, you know, that it, it doesn't have to be fucking, like, Citizen Kane, you know? Well, I mean, you talked about the Cruiserweight Classic. That was about as basic wrestling storytelling as you could possibly get. Yeah. It worked beautifully. Yeah, because, I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's all wrestling really does need to be. And then if you add, like, personalities to it and guys who, like, you can buy don't like each other, then it gets interesting. But, like, you don't need to jazz it up with, like, Oh, this guy like farted in my face and stuff. Like you know, it, it it we've done everything you can do in pro wrestling. Like the like Vincent Man's cars exploded. Um, you know, people had sex with a mannequin and like you know everything's been done. So you're not going to shock anyone. You just have to go back and have context. Like Game of Thrones is a show. It's about a magical, not a magical kingdom. Well, I mean to a degree. But it's about a a kingdom and people are fighting for power and killing each other. For the most part, nothing on Game of Thrones is truly unique. It's been done in various forms of media and fantasy. And, like, I'm not saying that as a knock. I've heard it described as, and and this is kind of simplistic, but I've heard it described as basically Lord of the Rings with tips. Yeah, or like you know, middle simplistic, middle crazy. middle earth middle earth Sopranos, you know. But like yeah. here, but the 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 thing is, it gives context, it grounds it. We're not watching Game of Thrones because oh, I've never seen a dragon before, or I've never seen a giant before, or I've never seen sword fights before. We've seen all of those things because we watched the show and we were rewarded with interesting characters and storylines and and. Content this and ideas. Especially, to be honest. Yeah, and, and like, and and then you're like, what's going to happen to these guys? And then things happen, and you stay grounded in whatever your reality is. WWE's reality is that they're a fictional sports fighting league where people fight each other and they get title matches and win money, et cetera, et cetera. WWE like fucking blows that shit up all the time by just saying like, well, they're here to entertain the fans. As long as you entertain, like. Really, it shouldn't matter if they can entertain the fans as long as they're winning matches. Like, that should always be the goal. But we've crossed over to this weird looking glass shit where they're just like, no, it's all about having fun and entertaining and having Dolph Ziggler say things like, I'm I'm stealing the show. Who the fuck cares? Do you win matches? You know, it's like 
it, it's like everybody took like the worst aspect of Shawn Michaels. They're like, oh, he's a really great wrestler. I'm like, yeah, but the character was like, I can win. Like, no matter how, I like win. It's like Ric Flair, you know, in the 80s where he always snuck mm-hmm. out with the title. But they took the part where he's like, I'm having great matches and stuff. I'm like, the great matches only works for the character if you're winning them. So it, we're at this awful stage where like nothing makes any fucking sense. And the cruiserweight division is the epitome of just... But as as Vince says, wrestling for wrestling's sake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, so many of these raws look the same now. I have a hard time distinguishing one episode from another at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we, let's move on here. Uh, so then there's the tag team Survivor Series match. So New Day, the club, uh. Enzo and Big Cass, Golden Truth and Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, and then we had the club beat the New Day because everybody has to wrestle all the time, even if they've wrestled a thousand times. Um, we had the and Chinese... champions always lose non-title matches. They, they do. They're, they're awful. So New Day can break that demolition record. Um, the Shining Stars defeated Golden Truth and... Then they the shining stars who are, have like the worst heel gimmick I think I've ever seen. Timeshare man, yeah, it's just they, like they sell timeshares. Those bastards, fuck them. I mean, time, like I get like timeshare salesmen are annoying, but like you could just say no to them. You know, it's not like in South Park where they're gonna like mysteriously round you up into a room and pitch you again. You know, um, <laughs> uh. We had another blank pins the champion storyline with Bailey and Charlotte. Um, yep. So, so Unlike, again, happened. this is where NXT is better. Like NXT, you never saw Bailey beat the champion, so when she eventually did get the title, it mattered. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Then uh, okay. Then we had Sami Zayn beat Rusev because Rusev's in that mode where everybody can beat him by like blowing on him lightly. Um, <laughs> And now Sami Zayn's going to go to Survivor Series for another in a promotional match, because why the fuck not? Oh, I think the whole, except for Goldberg and Lesnar, I think the whole card is interpromotional. Well, I would say that Goldberg is a SmackDown talent, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, ugh, I, 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 I just, this, this whole thing. Well, just, I guess that's a good th- thing to transition into. What do you think of the Goldberg-Lesnar match? Like we talked about it, it's the same thing as from before. I, I think it's yeah. it, it's <laughs> exactly. like worthless because okay, first of all, I don't need to see this match. I saw it once; it was terrible. The situation's exactly the same. Goldberg is not sticking around, and Brock Lesnar is unmotivated. It is the exact same as last time. So, regardless of is Lesnar a better worker now than he was then, yes, it, but he's also super unmotivated. And what's the score to settle that, like, Goldberg's like, I'm coming back so I can beat this guy one more time. Like, why do you need to beat him? You already beat him. I understand Brock's motivation, but, like, why are you coming back? It's just, it's silly. It's stupid. It's, like, I I just don't know who's interested in this. Or they're like, this is a fantasy match or a dream match. And I'm like, is it really? Yeah, is it really? Because we saw it. And... 
Like, I, I just don't understand. WWE loves doing matches you've already seen. Like, WWE has this hard on. In a day and age, I'm sorry to cut you off, but they love to do that in a day and age where they have a streaming service for nine ninety nine where you can go back and watch any of those old matches already. Yeah, it's so weird. And, like, like they have this hard on, and you and I have talked about this for what seems like three or four years, to do a Brock and Rock match. Like, listen, I understand 2002 is now a long time ago. It's 14 years ago. But, like, fuck. Like, is it that big of a deal? Like, it, it's – it's the match was good because you got to see Rock just get the shit kicked out of him. Like, it, it, it's I, – I don't know. I, I just hate the idea of that match being done again. And Rock, who's, like, a tough guy now, even though his wrestling character was never, like, a, he was never a tough guy – you know, he was always like, I'm really funny and cocky and goofy and blah. You know, he was kind of like the biggest comedy character ever. I, I don't mean that as a knock. I'm just saying, like, he was never like a tough guy. Like, Austin was a tough guy. Um, uh, Goldberg was a tough guy. You know, uh, um, Razor Ramon was kind of a tough guy. Like, like Rock really wasn't. And they then they put him up with Brock. And that, that was, like, as Heyman says, he's like, he's going to put the foot on the throat of the Attitude Era. It was kind of this like, hey, the fun and games are over. This giant guy is here to kill you, and and that's what happened. And I, I don't feel the need to see that match again. You know, it's just there's no interest. None at all, unless you like big names who wrestle part-time, which in that case, enjoy. I mean, unfortunately, the ratings for that episode are only going to reinforce that that idea, you know? Yeah. Because they were, I mean, they weren't great, but they were better than they had been. <laughs> Um, well, that's the thing. It's they'll they'll pop a rating once in a while, but there's no long term payoffs to it. Yeah, it's not like WrestleMania 14 where they got you know all those eyeballs from Tyson and then everybody stayed, so they grew their audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I'm like I'm looking over the I'm looking over their roster right now on their site. I'm just like. I'm trying to think like better uses for Lesnar, and I like can't really. Like, I can't really think of any. Like, what would you, what would you even do with him at this point? You know. Um. I, I guess the match I'd like to see, if nothing else, would be him and AJ. But even then, it's like. Yeah. But they have AJ. I mean, I guess over? Gable. Like, I, I guess like Gable or Nakamura, maybe. Um. Even though that's a match you can also see, um, I, I do think Gable has like money ridden all over him. But um, I don't know. They blew the Ambrose thing so bad, um, or Brock did, I guess. Um, yeah. It's just like they've devalued so many of these guys that it's like. Ugh. Well, James Ellsworth is one of the biggest stars in the company right now because, okay. You know, I, I, like I don't, I don't. I don't mind that so much, but like if it comes at the expense of guys that you feel could be like a major deal, then um, like it, here's here's a here's a funny thing for people to think about. Uh, Ken Doan is now back in the company. Uh, I'm I'm gonna look up Ken Doan's age right now, uh, or or Kenny Dykstra, whatever the fuck they call him now, uh, or Kenny, I guess. I think they just call him Kenny. He is thirty fucking years old. He is thirty. They had him when he was, like, 17 or 18. That guy had, like, 
and this is going back to when Patrick and I would do our shows exclusively on SmackDown in like 06 and stuff. I'm like, that guy had money written all over him and they stuck him in the spirit squad. They never developed him because I guess Cena didn't like him or whatever. And it's just like, there's another talent that goes by the wayside. It's like Paul Burchell. Oh, I could have been a guy. You know, there's so many guys that could have been big deals that they Carlito. just didn't, Yeah, they just didn't focus on for whatever reason. And then the guys they do, they don't even like they they fuck those guys over. Like 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 Seth Rollins is now this like petulant little bitch now. You know, like like it it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are. They'll they'll ruin you. You know. Oh, Bray Wyatt. I mean, that's the best example. That's a guy that they're clearly high on. They love to death. They want to showcase him, but they consistently book him like a doofus. So, okay, great. He sucks. Yeah, I'm going to go through this um, just for you, Patrick. I'm going to go from the bottom up of guys that at some point could have been big deals, could have been real big deals, and, and aren't. Zack Ryder. I'm going through their own their own um, thing here. Tyson Kidd, Tyler Breeze. Some of these names are going to very much upset you. Titus O'Neil, The Miz. Um, uh, Rusev. Miz has had a bit of a resurgence this year. Yes, he's been great. He's been great. Uh, Rusev. Um, I'm going up. Sorry, I'm going through these. Um, and Doan, back to him. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan, but there probably was something you could do. Jack Swagger. Uh, yep. Fondango. Um, Dolph Ziggler. Um, Cesaro, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, who continues, Bo Dallas. Man, when you get in the Bs, you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> fucking Apollo Crews. Like, there's just dudes littered over here that I feel like could be bigger parts, bigger stars than they are if WWE knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, and we keep praising Lucha Underground, but I look at guys like Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose, and I just think, man, what would they be like if they were on Lucha Underground? Because you know it would be good. Yeah, uh, and you know, I think you know we we always we talk about it and stuff. And we it's like it's an endless like discussion, so I don't want to get into it. But I mean, I think um, Wyndham Rotundo, who plays Bray Wyatt, is one of the best workers in the business. I think as a worker, he's fantastic. I think, unfortunately, with the character, with what he's been written, and with how many times he's been stopped and started and how little respect they have for the character, you, as an audience member, it's very difficult for you to ever get behind him in a match and, like, enjoy, like, what he's doing. But on a pure, like, this guy or that guy, that guy, like, I think he's an incredible worker. And, like, it was just one of those things where they just, they had an undertaker. They had a they had a guy that could have taken that mantle. Like, and when I say that mantle, I mean Andre the Giant to Undertaker to Bray. That's the mantle I mean. I'm like, and that's that's you might say that's their biggest spot. That's bigger than the title. That's bigger than the quote unquote face of the company because there's mm-hmm. only been two of those guys, and it's been Andre, and then it went to Taker, and that's that like 
I don't mean this as a negative, but that sideshow attraction that you can put anywhere and it's a big deal and it's a huge thing. And Undertaker was it for a long time and he was a huge star and Andre too. And I felt they could have done that with Bray and they just, you know, it, it, once again, it's, it's, we talked about the death. It's silly, but that, you know, that, that they, they didn't, they didn't do it. And and they're going to wonder, they're going to like, what's the problem? What, what, what didn't he do to get over? And they're like, what do you, you know, you script these promos for him to like the umpteenth like syllable. You, you know, you restrict them in terms of like blood, what they can and can't do. You make them wrestle to the point that they're overexposed to the audience. And then you're like, well, well, they just didn't get over, you know? And you're like, really? Is that where we are? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sucks because WWE's got the best talent in the world. They've got the best wrestlers. They've got the oh, best. They yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, we just don't use them well, you know? I mean, uh, I mean that's like I, I hate to make this comparison again. It's like WCW. There was a point like you look in 1998. WCW's roster blows WWF out of the water. Overall. Oh, by far, by far. But they didn't use them properly. So who won? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you look at. Um... Meanwhile, on WWF show, you thought of guys like Crash Holly as a big deal. That was really the difference between the two shows. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you look at, um, oh, fuck, what was I just going to say? I I, I, I I lost my thought there. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it, it's sad because, like, these guys are super talented and it's, it should be amazing and it's not. And, you know, I, I'm just... <laughs> I've I've lost all passion for talking about this to the point where I'm just like, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anything? Um, well, I guess go ahead. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Hell in a Cell? Yeah, we can talk about it for a little bit. Okay. Well, I guess the major thing is that show's main event. Uh, they actually went with Char- uh, Charlotte and Sasha in the main event. Uh, what did you think of that? I thought yes, it should have been the main event because, like the fact that there hasn't been a female made event for WWE is pretty silly, but um, it went against what Vince's wishes were based on everything that I heard. And that was that triple H and Stephanie and all the writers wanted to go on and Vince was dragging his heels. And I guess he relented at the end or it wouldn't have happened, but it's like, you know, I'm glad from like a social point of view that it's there. Um, you know, the Hell in the Cell is so neutered. Like, I think there's, yeah. like, four good Hell in a Cell matches now. I mean, oh, which ones can you name that are, like, that are Triple H and Foley, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. I guess from the spectacle standpoint, Undertaker and Foley. Um, yeah. I guess um, Brock and Undertaker. Brock and Undertaker. Uh, Edge and Undertaker. That was a good one. That was like the I last like good one. I like Sean and Triple H. A lot of people don't like that one, but I like that one. Which one? Sean and Triple H. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember not really liking it that much, but... Um, but that was back when they were doing them at the most once a year. Now it's like... They now have they do three of, three of them at one show. Yeah, I know. And I think that 
perfectly honest, I think that hurt the girls because they had to follow two other Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. And that would have happened, you know, it took it takes away from it when you have to follow two of the same type of match. And that would have been the case if Rollins and Owens had closed or if Rusev and Roman had closed. It's just yeah. that's the problem they created. Yeah. I agree. And you know, Rusev, I mean, speaking of guys that are underused and he gets oh, fed to Goldberg, like I mean, like, I, I've said that since this guy debuted, and you were not sold on him initially. You were like, I remember we had this discussion, you're like, oh, I don't think it's, like, a big deal. Like, I, like I've said it since day one, and I continue to, to agree with that. I'm like, I think Rusev is money. I think you could build up Rusev to, to like, take down Lesnar. Like, he's that kind of guy, you know? And, and I, I think the dude is money. I think he's got a killer look. I think he's a great worker. I think he's mm-hmm. funny on the mic in like in like a weird way. Um, I think he's got charisma. Like I think Rusev is such a star, and they just have they just don't see that, I guess, or or disagree, or they just don't know how to do it. I, well, I mean, and we'll throw Lana in there too because they kind of she completed the package for Rusev, and she got over like gangbusters. They- Patrick. Hello. Hey, you cut out there. Sorry. You said gangbusters. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was saying that Lana, she completed Rusev's overall package and was great, and she got over like gangbusters, but then they ruined her. It's like they find something that gets over, and then they have to kill it. It's bizarre to me. Well, they were trying to, like, streamline that into something, like, uh, but they, whenever they get their hands on something, whenever they're like, here's something you should cheer, it just fucks it up all the time, and they've always done this. Like, even in the Attitude Era, they've done this. Like, it was just, like, like people act like, oh, well, it used to be better. I'm like, yeah, not really. I mean, look at it, – they've, they've always done this. Look at Diesel. Look at Sean. Look at some of these guys, like, when they were heels, and then, like, they start getting over, and then they turn them face. And then look how they slowly but surely start taking the interesting parts out of their personality. Diesel's, like, smiling all the time instead of, like, just killing people. Sean's like, here's my old mentor trainer. I, like, <laughs> as opposed to a guy who's going to have sex with all the women here and, he like, is a dick, but he's, like, really good. He's like, nope, never mind. I, I'm just a dancing guy with this old trainer. And you're like, that's lame as fuck. Um, I mean, and then, you know, you see when they turn, like, Edge and, and guys like that, it's just, it's just fucking awful. It's awful. Edge might be the prime example because, and we've talked about it before, but I love the idea of the rated R superstar Edge as a babyface. Yeah, but me not too. In the WWE system. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That is depressing. But that's, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we're we're uh, we're out for the day. But um, thank you everybody for joining us. Remember to uh, like us, retweet all that stuff on social media. Uh, remember to subscribe on Talk Shoe as you'll get the updates quicker before it comes onto the brandosaur.com. But thank you for your support as always. For Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, we are signing off.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.